listening to Nightlight. Hi, and a warm welcome once again to Nightlight. Well, today's show was a bit of a surprise because it was actually going to be a Bible class with Melvin. But before we got started, I asked Melvin how things were going in the US, and he gave me a very interesting update, which I want to share with you. At the same time, Robert in the UK sent me the first of his new weekly news roundups, and that'll take up the second half of the program. But first, a new song from Eric Clapton. Enough. I can't take this BS any longer It's gone far enough You wanna claim my soul You'll have to come and break down this door I knew that something was going on wrong When you started laying down the law I can't move my hands I break out in sweat I wanna cry, can't take it anymore this has gotta stop, enough is enough I can't take this BS any longer It's gone far enough, you wanna claim my soul You'll have to come and break down this door I've been around a long, long time I've seen it all and I'm used to being free I know who I am, try to do what's right So lock me up the key. But this time's gotta stop, enough is enough I can't take this BS any longer It's gone far enough, you wanna claim my soul You'll have to come and break down this door Any longer, it's gone far enough 
you wanna claim my soul, you'll have to come and break down this door. Eric Clapton, this is Gotta Stop, and God bless him. He just posted that song on YouTube oh, just over a week ago. It's already had 2 million views and over 21,000 comments. And if you read the comments, you'll see just how much support and respect Eric Clapton and Van Morrison have generated for taking a bold stand against the BS, as Eric calls it. And we'll leave room for a song from Van Morrison, Midway through the program. Nightlight Insights. Okay, now to my conversation with Melvin after I asked him how things were going where he is in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, I mean, here in Texas, uh, we have a lot of freedom. I mean, everything is back to normal in the sense that, you know, people are not freaking out. I mean, just I think it was yesterday. They had a high school, you know, football game, and I mean, there were thousands of, uh, the whole stadium was filled. Very few people were wearing masks. You know, it's all opening up, restaurants are all opening up again. Well, that's good. But what the Biden administration, I think, you know, uh, with the, you know, all this confusion that's going on with the globalists is that they want to bring down the, not just the, the sickness, the COVID scare, but also at the same time to bring down the economy in the sense that, uh, you know, a lot of people, especially the ones who work for minimum pay, right? Right. Those people, they would rather stay home and take uh, unemployment benefits, which is much higher than what they were earning. And so... A lot of the construction workers, uh, unless they are illegals, uh, you know, they keep working. But the real Americans were, you know, working as construction workers, uh, you know, cutting down timber, all of that. They quit in the sense that they just stay home and they get more money every month than if they went to work. Really? That's crazy. And so what happened was the prices of a lot of things went up. Right. Right. Now, if people want to build a deck or build something with wood or whatever, the prices have skyrocketed. And so in that uh, way, people are just sitting at home and restaurants, they can't hire people because nobody wants to work, you know, as a waitress or dishwasher or cook because they can make more money sitting at home. I see. So restaurants, they, they, they're completely closed down, or the ones that are open, they're paying higher wages for them to have, you know. <laughs> I, think, I don't know where it was. I think it was in California. This uh, lady, she's also, she has a robot that does the serving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I saw that on news uh, some time ago. And see, that's what's happening uh, with the United States, is that 
you know, not like Australia. Like Australia is totally locked down, right? That's right. Like people can't go three or four kilometers away from their homes, and they have to have permission, and they have to have passport. You know what you call vaccine IDs and all, uh, all kinds of stuff. But here in the states, because people have guns, right? You know, they're not going to that extreme. They're not going door to door and, you know, especially in Texas, trying to, you know, force people to do anything, even though it was, uh, you know, it was in the news that in some states they were doing that. The schools are opening, you know, kids are going to school, but they have this thing in schools right now where a lot of Christian parents are fighting against the system because they're introducing all kinds of racial uh, teachings and uh, all kinds of stuff. I heard. Now, a, a teacher was fired from uh, a school in California because she took away the U.S. flag from the classroom and put a flag of the pride, LGBT and all of that, right? Right. Transgenders and all of that. And she was getting the students to salute that flag, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> And so she was fired, but she said uh, she, she felt uncomfortable having the United States flag in the classroom. Uncomfortable. So the teachers are going crazy, especially the ones that are not Christians, right? So regularly they're having board meetings in, in schools, public schools, where the parents, Christian parents are standing up and saying, no, you can't teach that to my children. Good. And so, you know, they either get banned from speaking or... So there's a big division going on in the school system between the Christian parents and people who really, you know, believe in God and the ones who don't. Or the ones who say they're Christians, but they just go along with whatever the government is telling them to follow, right? Sad. And so that's happening a lot here in the United States. There's a big uh, tug of war to get the minds of the children. And so introducing new curriculums, uh, new books, uh, even changing the history of the United States. That's bad. And rewriting it, right? <laughs> so that the kids will grow up with this mentality of that all these guys were bad, you know, and of course they're pulling down their statues and all of that. And so this is a big deal going on. And a lot of Christian uh, reporters, like, you know, not just... Uh, Fox and CNN or TV, but there are a lot of people on the internet that people listen to. Yes. And some of them are being either arrested or taken to court for no reason. So that's the big thing that's happening. But right on the ground, on the ground level, like here in Texas, churches are open, you know, people are going to church and it's not locked down anymore. And a lot of people are not wearing masks, except uh, uh, people of color, like especially the black community, African-American community, they've been scared by the media that they are the ones that are, you know, more open to this uh, catching COVID, right? Really? Yesterday when I was in the supermarket, I was showing my wife, almost every single black person, they were young or old, were wearing masks, right? <laughs> And almost 90% of the white people, nobody were wearing masks, right? Wow. But they still have this fear instilled in them that they are the ones that are vulnerable or open to this disease. It's all brainwashing. 
and bringing down you know the moral of the people and especially they're targeting christians that that's the whole thing the whole idea is christian pastors they you know they're targeting pastors and i guess in america we didn't really have persecution as jesus had promised but now we are starting to see persecution coming into play like in australia canada you know they're openly attacking the pastors and burning down churches and you know all of that that's right in america it's not happened yet but it's coming because australia and canada you know are like the testing ground to see how people respond how especially how christians respond and the sad thing with christian simon is that a lot of christians they are preparing physically right like okay we need to store our food and we need you know batteries and this and that i mean it's good but they're not preparing spiritually in the sense like they're not preparing by faith right they're not getting the faith built up right instead of learning to walk by faith and experiencing the supernatural they are going to the natural to see how they can live out anything that is coming upon the world that is where right now a lot of christians are and a lot of churches and teachers they talk about it and there's so much you know food advertisement on the internet you know food that is going to last for 3 years or last for 4 years they're being sold and people are people are buying it because out of fear right that's right now i'm not saying that might not be a good idea but all of those things are not really going to help right right absolutely people neighbors are now complaining about their neighbors right <laughs> like in different parts of the you know the western world neighbors are the ones now that are reporting it's almost becoming like the communist countries like you know when communism swept the world they turned the neighbors against neighbors that's right and that's happening on a you know on a larger scale but right here now in texas everything is you know is going good now they're trying to get the vaccination down to a lower age group but a lot of parents are fighting against it good and so it's not really taken off but they're pushing it right right but it's encouraging melvin that there also seems to be a huge amount of pushback and it's certainly a lot more than what's shown on the news I recently saw a huge demonstration of teachers in New York protesting against vaccinating children, many of them resigning. I also heard that the US hospitals are facing a huge crisis because so many nurses are quitting their jobs because of what they know is happening in the hospitals with so many deaths and vaccine injuries happening. Yeah, I mean, not just nurses. Yeah, even the doctors A lot of Christian doctors are just uh, resigning. Now, the senior most people at the FDA, they just resigned a couple of weeks ago. I heard. Because they don't want to push this uh, the booster shots because everybody knows it's actually uh, causing trouble. I mean, some of my students that I teach, the older ones, they've been uh, vaccinated, had COVID, had been vaccinated, had the second shot. and got it again 
So the thing is that what is a vaccination for? If it if you had it and you got vaccinated and you you catch it again and people are dying after they got the second shot. Absolutely. Now these are people that I know. Not I'm just not saying that you know uh, at the news uh, or the data, but these are people that I know. Wow. The whole system is on, on this is is messed up. The whole idea is that they want to see how how far we will bow down, right? That's right. And soon, you know, everything is gonna. Even the truck drivers, they don't need to drive because they're gonna make more money sitting at home. There is shortage in that area too. They're not able to bring things into different states uh, from the manufacturing units, and so prices are going up. They're paying more to buy a house today than ever before. Some of the promoters, you know, who build houses, they start building houses. They're giving back the money to the customers because the prices of everything has gone up, from nails to wood to everything, right? <laughs> so that kind of brings everything down to where you got to be dependent on the government, right? That's right. And on the other hand, the border, you know, in Texas is wide open and thousands and thousands are coming in every day. And these guys has to be taken care of by taxpayers' money. Crazy. From the time they come across the border, from then on, America takes care of them. Because most of them already spend all their money with the coyotes, they call them, or, you know, with the cartels who transport them, you know, from Guatemala all the way up to the border of Mexico, to the border of uh, Texas. And so from then on, some of them are, they're being, they've been flown out. You know, how expensive is that? And the hotels are all booked for these guys, right? Gosh. You know, the percentage of people with COVID is high. And they just mix with the whole community. And on the other hand, you can't get into, uh, into a flight or come into America without all these medical things that you got to do. So it's, it's totally, totally dumb and stupid. Makes no sense. But people are going along with it. I mean, taxpayers' money is being spent on record high for things that has nothing to do with American citizens. All of these guys have to have medical, they have to have food, they have to have, you know, they're building now big buildings, shelters for the, for the illegal immigrants. They're turning, uh, you know, a lot of military places to house these guys and nobody knows where they're taking them. So they're taking them to all the Republican states so that they can start voting very soon. Is that right? And, you know, so that's the goal. The, the, the Democrats want to be in power forever. So they're trying to rig the voting system and, you know, all of that going on. It will be very interesting to see what happens, you know, next year when the presidential elections also comes, comes along. So right now that's what's happening here in the States. The school system is totally gone bonkers. They're even talking about not having to worry about mathematics what? because some of the <laughs> because some of the you know lower class people are, are you know they don't want to go to school because of mathematics or 
something like that. So they just, you know, everything is going crazy. Absolutely. Teachers are now allowed to teach whatever they feel is good to teach. Except Bible, of course. Of course. And so, you know, the head of the... Uh, what he called the medical thing is, you know, it's a transgender. And everyone that Biden put in uh, positions of, you know, influence are all promoting the same extreme left uh, wing agenda. And that is to bring the Christians down. Because CNN, sometimes they have people openly talking about Christians directly or talking about these people, you know, they are going out of control. The Christians are the ones that have no love for people and, you know, hatred is oozing out of them. I mean, these are the words that are coming out now. God damn them. And soon, you know, unless the Christians unite together and go against this whole system that is being introduced, sooner or later, the Christians will fall. Yes. There's going to be very few churches that are going to stand against the flood of iniquity that is coming upon the world. Like the Bible says, the world lieth in darkness, but now the darkness is showing its power and its influence over Christian nations. That's one of the fulfillments of the of Bible prophecy, right? That's right. It's like the holy people are going to fall. Right? He's going to destroy the power of the holy people, and it is done through through the media. That's right. I mean, 200 years ago, that wasn't available, right? <laughs> or even 100 years ago. But today, I mean, every Christian children, they are programmed to think that you are not a loving person, you are not a true Christian, if you don't agree with all of the you know, the LGBT and the gay and the transgenderism and uh, the pride, all of that. So sad. I mean, yesterday, uh, on Friday, sometimes, you know, in the Christian school I teach, you can wear a T-shirt, you know, with some Christian uh, verses or whatever. You don't have to wear a uniform for the kids. But I saw one girl come in with a, with a pride T-shirt, right? <laughs> you know, the pride T-shirt, it's all... Uh, the rainbow, right? Right. So they're being influenced to accept, not the, not to love the person, but to love what they represent. And if you don't, they're going to classify you as somebody that, you know, is promoting hatred. So a lot of parents, Christian parents, are actually succumbing to that. You know, they're, they're going under the pressure. Sad. And that's what we are seeing now, even here, even in Texas. Even though in Texas it's not so big, you see a lot of the promotion. You see a lot of cars having that, or you have, you know, flags, uh, cookies. Now even they're making baking cookies with, uh, you know, that, that color, right? <laughs> Gosh. All of uh, what you call that Hollywood, the whole music industry, all of them are promoting that. That's right. And it won't be long before, you know, maybe in a few years, you can see this completely covering America to the degree that Christians will not be able to operate as freely as we are today. I mean, that's what I believe and that's happening. It's coming. A lot of pastors are compromising and not teaching the church 
how to walk in faith or how to stand up against this flood that's coming up you know into america and so and that's that's exactly what's going on on the financial side the school system the medical system and then you know also the the moral or the standard the christian standard in america is being totally rooted out uh, very few people are actually standing up for it well melvin we didn't get to the bible class but i'm so happy that you shared with us those insights no no it's just that i'm just telling you what i'm experiencing and what i'm seeing right i'm not giving you any you know data in the sense like so many people this that that you know but it's it's a spirit of the antichrist that is taking over you know You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. Well, in this next part of the show, Robert is with me for the first in what we plan to be a weekly news update. I don't know about you, but major events are happening in the world so fast that I just can't keep up with it all. So I suggested to Robert that he makes a news summary about 10 to 15 minutes long of the most important news stories. most of which you won't hear about in the mainstream media and that's a good cue for that van morrison song that i promised you they tell us that ignorance is bliss i guess for those that control the media it is they own the media they control the stories we are told You ever try to go against them you will be ignored cuz they control they control they control the narrative they perpetuate the myth keep on telling you lies tell you ignorance is bliss believe it all and you'll never get Never get wise to the truth cuz they control everything you do everything you do everything you do everything you do control the media they control the media 
Van Morrison and you can search and download all of Eric Clapton and Van Morrison's recent gutsy songs from YouTube which is where I got them so if you can't trust the media well I know someone we can trust and that's Robert of the people of the keys.com website who's graciously agreed to provide for us a weekly news summary of what he considers the most important stories from his site Nightlight Keeping you in tune with the times. Well, of course, you know, I try to relate the majority of the articles to uh, Bible prophecy, which you and I have studied for years and years. Those are generally the, uh, the ones I try to go for. First article here is from a Roman Catholic Archbishop, Carlo Maria Vigano. He's a former papal ambassador to the United States. And he continued his criticism of the globalist Great Reset. The title of the article is Archbishop, Luciferian Globalists Exploiting COVID for Great Reset. And I'll just uh, quote some of the uh, points that he brings out. Now, this man, Vignano, he uh, has been highly critical of uh, certain aspects of the Catholic Church, of which he is an archbishop. And he has, for some time now, been writing articles exposing Uh, what is happening in the world and in the church itself. So I'll just quote some of his quotes to you here. Okay. It says, Everything we know, discover, and understand about the global conspiracy currently unfolding shows us a tremendous reality that is also at the same time sharp and clearly defined. There are two sides, the side of God and the side of Satan, the side of the children of light and the side of the children of darkness. Paganio said, it must be understood that the corrupt part of the civil authority, the deep state, and the corrupt part of the ecclesial authority, the deep church, are two sides of the same coin, both instrumental in the establishment of the new world order. That's right. He goes on, the war is coming to a conclusion, he said, which is why the forces of darkness are so wild at present, so impatient to cancel the name of our Lord from the earth. In his speech Saturday, he described the Great Reset as a criminal plan conceived for decades and aimed at establishing a universal dictatorship in which a minority of immensely rich and powerful people intends to enslave and subjugate the whole of humanity to the globalist ideology. That's right. The accusation of conspiracy theory could perhaps have made sense when the conspiracy was not yet evident, but today, denying what the elite has planned since the 1950s is unjustifiable, he said. Science has been turned into scientism, right. the archbishop said, arguing that the art of medicine is not a science, but the application of scientific principles to various cases. The religion of science that has manifested during the COVID-19 pandemic has cloaked itself in a dogmatism bordering on superstition. Yes. So he has a, he has a very, very large audience. As I said, he was uh, 
involved with the highest ranking members of the Catholic Church and former papal ambassador to the United States. God bless him. So there's our first one for today, Simon. Okay, this uh, next article is from a site called The Daily Caller, and this is actually something that has been around for a while, but it's becoming a little more prominent. It's a, We probably put an article concerning the information in this article up on the People of the Keys maybe a year, year and a half ago. And it goes, San Diego parents are suing the state of California for including Aztec prayers in state-approved curricula. What? The Californians for Equal Rights Foundation, CFER, said in a press release on Friday. The ESMC's unequivocal promotion of five Aztec gods and the Yoruba religion through repetitive chanting and affirmation of their symbolic principle constitutes an unlawful government preference toward a particular religious practice, President of CFER Frank Zhu said in a press release. This public endorsement of the Aztec and Yoruba religions fundamentally erodes equal education rights and irresponsibly glorifies anthropomorphic male deities whose religious rituals involve gruesome human sacrifice and human dismemberment. What? Alarmingly, this is only the tip of the iceberg with the ESMC being California's Trojan horse of CRT. Uh, before I continue on, I'll, I'll mention here, I saw a video of a school auditorium. This was about, oh, maybe a year, year and a half ago again, of a student leader, and there were, I don't know, a few hundred people in this uh, auditorium, and he was leading them in these chants and really encouraged them to chant to these Aztec and Yoruba gods. Incredible. I'll go on with the article. It's outrageous that an affirmation of these gods was approved by the state of California in its model curriculum ethnic studies. So right there, we're nullifying the first commandment of the Ten Commandments, which says, I am the Lord thy God who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's right. Thou shalt not make to thyself an idol, nor likeness of anything, whatever things are in heaven above, and whatever are on the earth beneath, and whatever are in the waters under the sea. That's right. Our next article is from World Net Daily. Uh, World Net Daily, incidentally, is the largest Christian news site on the internet. Yes. This concerns the United Kingdom, this article. The headline is, Government admits Christians could be charged over transgender offenses and recon recognizes a threat but still brushes aside religious rights concerns. A proposal within the draft plan to ban conversation therapy practices may restrict religious freedom and place faith leaders at risk of prosecution. The government has admitted this. The dispute over conversion therapy has circled the world in recent years. The description of conversion therapy actually is inaccurate as a counseling being targeted almost always is talk therapy to encourage those individuals with gender dysphoria issues, especially young people, to live as their birth sex. In a vast majority of such cases, the individuals eventually end up living happily as the sex in which they were born. However, transgender activists have insisted that the only talk therapy that should be allowed for troubled individuals is that which encourages them to change their sex, including doing mutilating surgery on body parts. Gross. My God, it's unbelievable. What a world we live in. It's absolutely sick. <laughs> it's totally sick. I've got a, another article here. This is from Israeli 365 News. 
course, everybody is aware of what's going on in Afghanistan, has been going on, and the debacle that's taking place here. Right. There's a viewpoint that I didn't get and that maybe a lot of other people didn't get. The headline is Afghanistan, a historic turning point in global jihad against Christians. Top Islam expert warns. Dr. Mortabai Kedar has a deep understanding of the Arab mindset. A senior lecturer on Arabic culture at Bar Ilan University, he served for 25 years in the IDF military intelligence, where he specialized in Islamic groups, the political discord of Arab countries, the Arab press and mass media, and the Syrian domestic arena. Fluent in Arabic, he is one of the very few Israelis appearing on Arab television, frequently debating Arab thought leaders and imams in their native tongue. It was therefore deeply concerning when he posted a warning on his Facebook page explaining what he believed was the actual significance of the Taliban victory in Afghanistan. This is from August 15th. The day in which Taliban resumed their rule over Afghanistan after 20 years of Western occupation will forever be viewed and remembered in the Islamic world as the victory of Islam over Christianity, what? the victory of faith over heresy, and the victory of tradition over permissiveness. All of Islam views the U.S. as the representative of Christianity today, Dr. Kedar said. Well, we won't debate that point. Therefore, a victory by an Islamic entity over the U.S. is not just a victory of one nation over another. It is precisely what the Quran describes as jihad. The Quran states that Islam must have dominance over other religions. The entire Muslim world perceives Afghanistan as a Muslim victory over Christianity, not just a Taliban victory or the U.S. capitulating, Dr. Kedar said. The average American does not see that religion has anything to do with politics, but this is absolutely not the case in the Muslim world. America saw the war in Afghanistan as a war on terrorism. The Taliban and other Muslims saw it as a religious war. Here in the Middle East, everything is religion. It is, that's right. Here's one that I wanted to put in after that uh, transgender article about the UK from WorldNet Data. I got it a bit out of order here, but this is from the Associated Press. And it says, China bans men it sees as not masculine enough from TV. Interesting. China's government banned effeminate men on TV and told broadcasters Thursday to promote revolutionary culture. The party has reduced children's access to online games and is trying to discourage what it sees as unhealthy attention to celebrities. Broadcasters must resolutely put an end to sissy men and other abnormal aesthetics, the National Radio and TV Administration said using an insulting slang for effeminate men. That reflects official concern that Chinese pop stars, influenced by the sleek, fashionable look of some South Korean and Japanese singers and actors, are failing to encourage China's young men to be masculine enough. So that's what they're doing in China. Here's another one. This Again, this, this concerns uh, the USA and something that you would have never, ever expected to have seen just a few years ago. This is from RT, and the title is Harmful Language Alert. National Archives puts warning label on the U.S. Constitution and Declaration of Independence. What? Harmful language alert labels can be found on pages displaying the scanned versions of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, as well as the first Ten Commandments known as the Bill of Rights. The original founding fathers, of course, of the United States and uh, 
the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, apparently contains some word references that are no longer acceptable in today's woke society. So they're now tearing apart, the, attacking the very foundation of what the United States was founded on. Again, this is a this is something that would have been considered, you know, extremely outrageous just, gosh, just a few, very few years ago. Absolutely. We'll go on to the next one. This is from a paper called Tuta Nota, and it concerns Australia. And the headline, Australia, unprecedented surveillance bill rushed through Parliament in 24 hours. Australian police can now hack your device, collect or delete your data, take over your social media accounts. The Surveillance Legislation Amendment Identity and Disrupt Bill 2020 give the Australian Federal Police, AFP, and the Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission, ACIC, three new powers for dealing with online crime. Number one, Data Disruption Warrant. Gives the police the ability to disrupt data by modifying, copying, adding, or deleting it. Number two, Network Activity Warrant allows the police to collect intelligence from devices or networks that are used or likely to be used by those subject to the warrant. And number three, account takeover warrant allows the police to take control of an online account such as social media for the purposes of gathering information for an investigation. Australian companies are obliged to comply with these rules and it's been said it's the end of human rights. The new Australian surveillance bill signals the end of respect for human rights in Australia. That's right. For lawyer Angus Murray, chair of Electronic Frontiers, Australia's policy team, the hacking powers pose a serious risk to our civil liberties. And of course, if you do keep track of what is going on in Australia and New Zealand, it seems to be a testing ground for what they're trying to implement in all of Western so-called democracies. I mean, Australia has turned into a dystopian nightmare of a country with uh, the loss of freedom to individuals there. That's right. I have an article here from a site called DC Clothesline. The title, Aussie Truckers Victoria, South Australia drops mandatory jab for interstate drivers following blockade protests. Wow, some good news. At a short piece of the article here, it says Australian truck drivers threatened a strike with a blockade on August 31st and actually engaged in a brief one on the 30th on the Queensland border, along with huge numbers of people protesting the unlawful mandates that truck drivers should get at least one of the unsafe and inefficient COVID shots. This is a pretty big victory as South Australian government has backpedaled on their mandate, which just shows you they are not holding all the cards. Right, and Robert, we have to remember that the 1% at the top who are forcing all this on the 99%, they have to have the police and army on their side. I mean, the police and army, I mean, they have families too, and surely many of them don't want to be part of all of this. Well, uh, in my opinion, I think unless the, if the army or sections of the military do not start to side with the people, it's going to be very difficult to turn it around. And the police as well. I know in France, several police have taken off their helmets in uh, solidarity with the people protesting these mandatory vaccine passports. It just depends upon the hold they've got. And of course, we know, again, we've, we've discussed this in the past, that according to uh, Daniel chapter 11, all is not peaceful during this time period. There are whole nations rebelling against other nations. So we'll, have, we'll keep an eye on that and see how that, how that works out. 
Here's another one from the U.S. It's, it's from a site called NWO Report. The headline is DC Court Sends Man to Jail for Watching Conspiracy Theory Videos Online. Court officials found a man in garage streaming content from Rumble. The man admitted he also watched my fellow CEO Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium. The man, they give his name, but I'll leave it out here, had been released on July 13th after a month-long incarceration in a D.C. jail for allegedly participating in the January 6th rally at the U.S. Capitol. And that's a whole nother issue completely. Right. One condition set by U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly upon Jensen's pretrial release was that he refrained from going online specifically to stream election fraud conspiracy theory content, reports BuzzFeed News. During an unannounced compliance check, officers found the man in his garage streaming unidentified content from Rumble, which prosecutors claimed was a popular conservative platform. The man admitted to the court officer that he'd also spent two days watching a cyber symposium hosted by MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell, one of the most prominent proponents of election fraud conspiracy theories, writes BuzzFeed. After the man's lawyer, Christopher Davis, argued his client posed no threat to public safety and that he should not go to jail despite violating the terms of his release, an unconvinced Judge Kelly moved to send him back to prison. My God. So, the man went to prison for watching a video. Just unbelievable. I know. It almost leaves you speechless. Signs of the Times. Okay, I just have a few more here. This is from The Guardian in London. Italy could soon make COVID-19 vaccines mandatory, says the Prime Minister. Mario Draghi's announcement sparks row in a country where protest and violence from anti-vaxxers are on the rise. During a press conference on Thursday, Mario Draghi said all Italians of eligible age could soon be obliged to get a shot as soon as the European Medicine Agency, EMA, gives its conditional approval for four vaccines. Oh boy. The news sparked protests by anti-vaxxers who, in recent days, have sent death threats to members of the government, virologists, health officials, and journalists because of their pro-vax stances. So the country could become the first in Europe to make vaccination mandatory for all. The news in Italy has caused numerous tensions even within the ruling coalition. League leader Mario Salvini said he will vote no, citing his party will always be against obligations, fines, and discrimination. Good for him. I mean, if you've been following politics in uh, Italy over the last couple of years, I can't remember, I don't know if it was Salvini, but uh, they got a guy that was really quite anti-EU out of uh, power and uh, put in uh, these folks who are going along with, uh, with the EU mandates. I've got another article here, and this is... This is uh, an article that I sent it to a few people, and <laughs> they couldn't believe it. They just couldn't believe it. But I'm going to start with a verse here, which is uh, two verses out of Second Thessalonians 2, 10, and 11. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. And another quote here. Whom the gods would destroy, they first make mad. Now, this is uh, by a Greek writer named Sophocles. Good one. It's a well-known quote. I think it's applicable to the article I'm about to share from RT. It says, San Francisco, again, we're in California, to pay gang members $300 per month, renounce violence, and take life coach classes instead. What? 
The city of San Francisco will launch a bold initiative to curb gun violence, paying high-risk individuals to put the guns down and become more productive members of society. San Francisco will launch the Dreamkeeper Fellowship as a pilot program in October. The San Francisco Examiner reported on Tuesday, Behind the whimsical name, the idea is simple. People who authorities believe are most at risk of shooting someone will be offered $300 per month to meet the life coaches instead and to talk other high-risk individuals out of committing gun crimes. What? This monthly stipend increases to $500 as those individuals complete tasks like meeting with mentors and applying for jobs. Mayor London Breed responded to this surge in violence not by hiring more police officers or authorizing a crackdown by law enforcement, but by promising to defund the police budget by $120 million and reroute the money to welfare, black businesses, and other social justice-focused programs, all under the umbrella of the Dream Keeper Initiative. Unbelievable. Anybody who believes that program can work has been driven mad somehow. That's, it's just absolutely beyond the pale. We have one more here to end on a positive note. Oh, good. And it concerns a movie that I think is just being released today in the U.S. This is from the Christian Post. And the headline is, Jennifer Husband advises people to fight demons in prayer. Credits God for her gifts. Academy Award winning actress and Grammy winning singer Jennifer Hudson portrays Aretha Franklin in the new MGM biopic, Respect and reveal that she too, like the Queen of Soul, credits God alone for her gifts. The film follows the rise of Aretha Franklin's career from a child singing in her father's church choir to her international superstardom. Hudson said, I learned at a very early age, growing up singing in church, that it's beyond you and who you are. I feel as though as long as I hold on to that, it keeps you grounded in a way. When you know it's not you, and it's a higher power which is very key for me, to me, to even hold on to the gift that is given and to be able to honor that when you're conscious enough or wise enough to discern enough to know that it's not you, but it's God working through you, she added. God bless her. Respect shows how Franklin fought her demons by praying while juggling the demands of life as a working mom, mother, and wife. Like Franklin, Hudson said she too fights her battles by turning to prayer. She encouraged other women to pray while holding on to your faith and trusting God through it all, adding, as they say, if he'll bring you to it, he'll bring you through it, because that's what I do. So I would always encourage others to do the same for sure. And we'll close with that article, Simon. God bless you. Bye-bye. Shining bright in the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight. Well, thank you so much, Robert. And listeners, we'll let you know very shortly where and how you'll be able to listen to Robert's weekly news roundup. That was just a prototype. This is just a work in progress. Now, let me also give credit to dear Kathy Gare in New Zealand, who pretty much every day sends Robert and I and Stephen links to important news stories in the alternative media. Kathy always signs off each email with a super inspiring comment like this one with which I'm going to close the show. God bless and keep us all who trust in Jesus as we go through this historic knothole of the end time and enter through him into the glorious kingdom come.